was hit by a pretty strong pre uh, pre what am I trying to say I'm trying to say that I was hit by a pre shadow or a shadow of uh, some sort and anyway we'll try to do our best uh, it's just that there was some problem with reception here and I'm in Turkey it's nine o'clock p.m. and uh, we don't have a really good reception the mic stopped working the video stopped working but hopefully uh, right now we are kind of online so let me make sure that we are on the same page uh, even though I doubt uh, there's any pages here but anyway we'll do our best and I'll send you the recording after what I wanted to do is start off by maybe I'll sit a little bit higher uh, I'll start off with uh, the next two weeks and then if we'll have um, if we'll have our abilities to uh, project what we want we'll also talk about Hanukkah maybe light a candle if the lighter would work I'm not taking anything for granted these days so we're even before the retrograde and some of you might have had a similar situation oh that's my suitcase it's not very aesthetic um, maybe you guys will have better luck with uh, machineries but hopefully it will be okay so what I'll start off with is like we talked about last week talk a little bit about what's going on in the next two weeks because I figured next week we're not gonna have a, um, a session just because it's Christmas and I'm sure that most of you guys will be either lighting candles because I think it's gonna be one of the last candles maybe one before uh, the end and um, uh, most of you will be unwrapping presents hopefully under your wishful feeling tree so let's do really quick the round uh, of what's happening in the next two weeks just to make sure that we are uh, doing that before we continue to uh, seeing what is the spiritual meaning behind Christmas, Hanukkah, Yule. So first of all, we are in Sagittarius. And just to make sense, the next, the la the next four days sorry, in Sagittarius are very crucial because as you know, and we'll talk about it in a second, we talk about the spiritual meaning behind uh, Christmas and Hanukkah. Uh, we are now in the in the west in the northern hemisphere entering the period where the night is the longest uh, hence yin or the feminine energy as it's its peak before it moves into the solstice the winter solstice in the northern hemisphere and in the winter solstice what is happening a day after is that the child of light is coming uh, into into the light so the next four days in um, Sagittarius, the last four days of Sagittarius are considered to be the most difficult. This is the most amount of times that you're supposed to start experience the winter blues. Um, blues, blues, you know, blues. There it's kind of under the color blue. And if you think about it, Sagittarius, and I don't know if it's connected or it's just a coincidence or a meaningful synchronicity, but Sagittarius is, the color of Sagittarius is blue. Maybe that's because it's happening in the winter and um, it's blue people get really sad in winter because there's not enough light so the last four days of Sagittarius it's the time where the goddess is fully pregnant and she can hardly move she's in bed rest she's lying there asking for things like pickles and so forth 
because there is a child of light. I mean, think about it. The sun is trying to be born, and I'm sure it's not that easy to carry the sun or deliver the sun through your birth canal, even if you are a goddess. So we have to, uh, we probably hear her moaning and having some hard time right now. But anyway, today, uh, Sunday, December 18, we have the moon in Libra, the moon of peace. And we have, of course, the Mars retrograde and the shadow, the pre-retrograde shadow of Mercury. So we'll talk about uh, tomorrow because at least uh, today is almost done, at least here. But anyway, moon in Scorpio is tomorrow. The moon doesn't like to be so much in Scorpio. She's considered to be fallen meaning that she's not having the easiest time ever. So when the moon is falling in Scorpio, we tend to be a little bit more possessive, a little bit more uh, intense than normal, especially because it sits right on top of the south node. And when the south node is on top of the moon, of course, uh, the lunar um, nodes are associated with the moon. When it is on top of the south node, it makes us feel a little bit more down, a little bit more um, uh, heavy, especially because it's also opposite to Uranus, unpredictability happening. So Monday and Tuesday can be a little bit intense in the sense that there could be some unpredictable things around home and family. There could be some issues that have to do with our emotional well-being. And also tomorrow is the last day of Jupiter being in Pisces. So uh, we have tomorrow and the day after an interesting trine that is going to be formed between the moon and jupiter so that's actually going to be much easier for us in tuesday so tomorrow monday i don't know why i like i don't like monday you know like in the song it's going to be a pretty intense monday so i'm not saying don't plan anything i'm just saying be a little bit more reduced in your expectation we do have tomorrow venus in capricorn mercury in capricorn pluto in capricorn which means that you can still get things done before december 28 when we talked about mercury going stationary so we'll see it in a second but uh, we are having now the shadow and you can see a little bit where you're gonna have difficulties for me it will be difficulties of course with a sunday class but thank god i'm not gonna have one next sunday but you can expect some glitches later on but for me it's probably going to be with um, some connection to my computer and so forth but or internet you know but everything that's happening to you until december 28 when the shadow ends and the retrograde begins is a kind of a precursor and an, an, a little bit of a taste of what's going to be for you during the retrograde december 28 all the way up until uh, january 19. So today, tomorrow, and Tuesday, the moon is going to be in Scorpio, fallen. So again, when the moon is fallen, she's not having the easiest time, especially when we're dealing with uh, Sagittarius, which is a fire sign. So uh, Monday, overall, there's a nice trine between the moon and Vesta. So it is a time to be more traditional. You know, tomorrow is the second candle of Hanukkah. Um, I guess it's some kind of tradition, but overall... Uh, you, if you can figure out what is the flame you're trying to maintain, tomorrow could be a good day to uh, ignite the pilot in your stove, meaning that something that you can bring down from or bring from tradition into your life. It doesn't really matter if that tradition could be yoga. The tradition could be uh, reading something from your tradition or other people's tradition. On December 20th, we have... A big shift of energy because Jupiter depends where you are in the world but Jupiter is going to move into Aries and that is going to be 
lasting until G May 16. So until May 16, I think we talked about it last week, all the signs where they're going to have their expansion because Jupiter overall, the process of Jupiter is expansion, growth. So Jupiter is going to be in Aries starting a new cycle. Why? Because Jupiter in the last year on and off was in Pisces, the last sign. Now Jupiter is moving into Aries, the first sign. So from December 20th, some places December 21, Jupiter is moving into Aries. If you want to know precisely where it um, hits your sign, you can look at my Instagram page uh, post. I think I did it two days ago and there you can scroll through uh, all the signs to see what area in life for every sign Jupiter is supposed to expand. And Jupiter is, of course, the ruler of Sagittarius. So having him move into Aries, which is a fellow fire sign, would be actually a nice farewell uh, from Sagittarius. So uh, Tuesday, there's going to be a change. It's almost as if things that you're used to getting a certain way is moving into a different vibe. What does that mean? Jupiter was in Pisces for the last two months, helping us receive things just by flowing, by letting go, by being chilled out. And now Jupiter is going to move into Aries, which demands much more action. So if you want to achieve things, you just have to be more active all the way up until May 15, May 16. Then it's going to move into Taurus for a whole year and Taurus people are going to benefit from it. Until then, it's great for Aries, great for Sages, great for Leos, great for Aquarians. It's great for um, Gemini, of course, and for uh, Libras. And it could be a little bit irritating for Capricorns and Libras because it can create uh, an opposition. And of course, if you are a Libra, while you can benefit from it, still, you're going to have to be careful not to overdo things uh, with uh, Jupiter being opposite to your sign. But it's very good for relationship for Libras. December 21 is the official solstice, um, equinox, sorry. No, solstice, I was right. So it was. it's going to be the official solstice. Depends where you are. Again, December 21, December 22, very, very important dates. One of the four holy days of the uh, year. And it's actually the reason why we celebrate Yule, uh, Hanukkah, Christmas. There is 14 holidays of light actually around the world, starting from now all the way up until the middle end of January, commemorating this period where the night is really long and the day is really short. You know, I was doing just a class a few days ago and I was thinking about how interesting it is because uh, we're talking about birthdays and birth birthdays, of course, we mentioned it many times here, is a solar return, meaning that the sun is returning back to the place it was. That's why birthdays are very tough. It's not because you're getting older and getting more wrinkled or getting closer to your death. It's just because it is a time where you have two suns shining on you at the same time. One of them is the natal sun and the other one is the transiting sun. And that's why it's a very intense time. And then I thought about how interesting it is because solstice, in winter solstice, in most of the mythologies, is the date of birth of the gods and the gods of light, goddesses of light. Artemis, the goddess of the moon, was born along with her brother, obviously as a twin, uh, on the solstice. Uh, Mithras, uh, Atis, Marduk, you know, Osiris, Horus, all of the who and who of the ancient mythologies and ancient gods were born during this time. But why? It's the darkest time. That will be, we'll see in a second. This, the whole idea is that the goddess is carrying the child of light in her womb. When she's the biggest, when her womb is the biggest, when her stomach is the biggest, she is giving birth, obviously. And that's going to happen on December 2021. 20, Depends where you are in the world. And that's when the day 
is the smallest, the tiniest, the cutest. You know, it needs a lot of nurturing from the goddess, but from, Dece from December 21, the days are starting to grow and the night is starting to constrict itself. So it's almost as if goddess gave birth and she's starting to slowly gain, regain her uh, body by giving the light or her energy, basically, to the child of light. So then I thought, okay, that's the birthday of all the gods and goddesses. No wonder all of us, under you know being uh, the subject of these gods and goddesses, are having a hard time. So the winter blues origin is the solar return of all the birthdays of the gods and the goddesses. That's why we have the winter blues, at least mythologically speaking. And because of that, our elders uh, decided that there needs to be a celebration. It's always when you're you're feeling down. Yeah, we can talk about it and we can sit with you and hold your hands. Or we can bring music, bring you some sweets, uh, you know, cheer you up and start having some kind of a party. So what kind of party can you do during the coldest time when outside it's kind of snowing or nasty? Well, we can bring the forest in here. You know how they say, if the mountains don't come to Muhammad, Muhammad goes to the mountain. Well, if the forest is not, you can't go to the forest, you might as well bring the forest into your home. And this is a very old tradition that the Druids used to have. Uh, and it passed along to the pagans, of course, in Christianity, the idea of bringing the evergreen tree home, bringing uh, hope, bringing life, bringing Mother Nature ambassador into our living room. We'll talk about it in a second, but the idea is that you do have to do something significant in December 21. Uh, that's a very, very important day to pay attention to. That's the origin again of Hanukkah that is trying to bring every day more and more light until it reaches eight. Eight is infinity. And then it's like a, it can flow into um, uh, the oneness, into the light, the miracle of light. Uh, Yule, which Banks basically talks about bringing uh, bonfires and and igniting light when the darkest time of the of the year but it's all light therapy it's all designed to make us feel better in this very gloomy time so again december 21 if you're feeling sad seasonal affective disorder totally normal you join the gang the interesting thing about december 21 is that we're having an extra uh, light because the moon is moving into sagittarius and we're heading closer and closer to the new moon a very close a uh, new moon to um the solstice which is going to be great so the last day of Sagittarius is going to be on December 21. It's a Wednesday. Do something special for yourself that represents the birth of your inner God. You know, because it is the date of birth of all the gods and goddesses, your inner God is your higher self. You know, maybe it is uh, who you will be before you get enlightened, in a sense, in a few lifetimes, hopefully not too many. So the idea is to summon or to do something that represents a connection between you and your higher self. Maybe it's as simple as listening to your intuition, but definitely during this period, because the gods and goddesses are celebrating the birthday and you're totally invited, you need to do something to give them a gift. And part of that gift could be connecting to the divine inside of you. So you should do something that represents for you connecting to the higher self or connecting to uh, the one. So Wednesday, a pretty powerful day because the moon is, is congruent with Sagittarius, a sun, it actually brings up the energy and there is a beautiful triangle forming at that time between the moon and Jupiter. So Wednesday is a day that things can happen, especially if you're active and energized. Then on December 23rd, for, sorry, December 22nd, some places in the world, that's when it's going to be the solstice. The idea is that at that day, the moon is getting closer and closer to the new moon. 
and we have a transition from moving into Sag into Capricorn. We're going to have the Sun in Capricorn for 30 days, Venus in Capricorn for a few more weeks, Pluto in, Cap um, Pluto in Capricorn up until March, and then Mercury in Capricorn until February 5 or so. So we're going to have definitely a long period of time with a lot of Capricornness. And basically, it is a good sign for manifestation, for making things happen, for career, for success, but it demands a lot of discipline, persistence, endurance. So you need to basically take your time. There is no opposition uh, around that time, except uh, on, when, on Thursday, except the moon opposite to Mars. That means that logic and emotions are kind of at war with each other. <clears throat> so just be a little bit more uh, patient with yourself and other people. Also, what's happening on uh, December 22nd is Chiron, which is a centaur connecting to Sagittarius, is going to go stationary. So uh, Thursday and Friday, it's a time where you might be more aware of your injuries, emotional injuries, physical injuries. Do pay attention not to overtrain, to be a little bit more careful with your uh, energy level. If you've gone skiing, just pay a little bit more attention, more accident prones because uh, the... Um, Kiron is basically the surgeon, it's basically the doctor, and he's stuck in traffic. So he's stuck in traffic on um, the 22nd, on the 23rd, so Thursday and Friday. And then he's going to continue his retrograde, basically for, uh, sorry, he's going to go direct on um, Saturday, which is great because if you felt that you're on and off with some of your teaching, learning, not completely clear about things, it's going to be much easier for you to connect to your inner teacher or teachers in general, to healers also to summon healing from a Saturday onward. So that's actually good news. It's really good because also Jupiter is in Aries and Jupiter again is the ruler of Sagittarius. So it can really help us. The only thing about Friday is that the moon is going into a new moon phase. So this Friday coming up, we're going to have the new moon in um, Capricorn and the Sabian symbol for the moon, new moon in Capricorn is I can read this a stained glass window one damaged by bombardment what three stained glass windows and one of them is is damaged by bombardment lovely so we're all gonna be feeling maybe the um, challenges that Ukraine is having but I think what it talks about is that it's a new moon that's going to take it's a great time to start something actually it's one of the best uh, time for your new resolution to either come up with a new resolution or to actually start working on it because it's going to be the uh, last new moon before we're going to have into because we call, before we're moving into mercury retrograde so definitely friday is a good time to start working on something you can actually wait to saturday also because chiron is going to be direct at that time Jupiter is going to be giving you a big lift and it's always good to start something new a day after the new moon. So again, Friday, good time to start something. Saturday, even better. And then we're going to have a few days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There's going to be a lot of movement in connection to Capricorn. We're going to have the Sun in Capricorn, Moon in Capricorn, Venus in Capricorn, Mercury in Capricorn, Pluto in Capricorn. 50% of the chart is going to be in Capricorn. Again, it's great for manifestation, but for long-term goals, not for uh, something you would want to finish too, too fast. Saturday is interesting because uh, there are no opposition, which is great. There is it's a little bit of squares, but not too bad. And actually, there is a lot of flow between the Sun, Moon, Venus, Mercury, Pluto, and Uranus. We have a lot of Earth in uh, uh, Saturday. So Saturday, the 24th, 
great connection to earth manifestation spending time together it's actually a perfect time for um, a christmas and celebration of christmas because there's going to be a lot of gathering a lot of grounding energy so uh, the moon is also on top of venus which is amazing it means that there is something really nice happening to us in relationship partnership people from the past might show up and again anything with capricorn is long term so anything you can think of of wishes or things you want to work on that might take long time to manifest because they're bigger than normal wishes a great time to do it on december 24 and december 25 and again no position so we're not going to have any planets causing any trouble the most of our issues are in our head then on december 25 we have the moon moving swiftly into aquarius and it's sending a beautiful energy on sunday the 25th to Mars and Mars is retrograde so he needs all the help he can so the moon is going to be in Sagittarius in Aquarius a little bit more air energy coming up and there's a very nice link between the moon and Mars which actually talks about a actually it's really good for families coming together because the moon is family Aquarius is communities so even if you're not celebrating it with your family whoever you are celebrating Christmas with is probably going to be your real family I'm not saying that your real family is not your real family I'm just saying that moon in Aquarius means that you're coming to a new family maybe a family that is not necessarily genetically connected with you so again moon in Aquarius is great for uh, celebrations with communities with people with friendships so that's going to be also helping us because of the trine uh, to Mars and the moon is going to be shifting also December 26 on top of Saturn. That could be a little bit more of a hangover. So maybe December 24, 25 was a little bit high. Then we have a little bit low with the moon touches Saturn in um, on the 26th on the Monday, another Monday that's a little bit kind of so-so. It's still and it's also causing a big square towards Uranus. So we're having this moon squaring Uranus which talks about again some arguments with family so my suggestion is spend time in, with your family 24 25 maybe 26 go on a hike or spend less time with family members a little bit more space for people if possible that being said still Venus and Mercury and Pluto are sending nice energy to Uranus so that also continues it working very well also what we have is that um on the on Tuesday we have the moon moving into Pisces very dreamy little Pisces and it's going to be actually sending a beautiful trine to Uranus so we're moving into very strong feminine energy even though Jupiter is in Aries and Mars is in Gemini uh, these are masculine energy Saturn is in Aquarius the rest of the planets are all in feminine energies much more going inward and much more connected to creativity so again Tuesday uh, December 27 very creative time however on december 28 mercury you see the s on my chart mercury is going stationary so remember stationary it's going to be the 28 29 wednesday and thursday it is a time of a lot of uh, focus so it's actually good for getting a lot of crazy ideas but don't work on them yet and it's a great time for meditation because for me retrograde mercury is a really powerful time where you can sit and time can pass you know easily but it's a terrible time to start new things so really that's kind of the end of the year december 28 uh, december 28 29 30 31 yeah just chill out try to um, do less in order to achieve more 
but we have Vesta, the Moon, and Neptune, all of them together sending a beautiful trine to the North Node and South Node. There is something really interesting spiritually happening to you at that time. So not only Mercury is retrograde, uh, stationary on Wednesday and Thursday, that is good for meditation, but the Moon being on top of Neptune, really powerful dreams, really powerful insights, a lot of clarity, maybe of things that you don't want to bring into 2023 that you can actually kind of get rid of uh, and not carry with you to the next year. And that would be a good exercise for the last few days of 2023, getting sealed and bury or burn or cut away from things you want to, don't want to take with you to the next year. Again, December 29, stationary again, um, can't do much about it, but Venus and Mercury are uh, on conjunct on that day, which is actually a very beautiful connection between art and business or communication or networking numbers are connected to colors um, shapes are lined up with uh, digits it's an interesting thing and also what's happening on that day is the moon is moving into aries sitting right on top of jupiter so that's again some kind of positive resurrection in connection to uh, your family there's something really good about home and family again happening december 29 on december 20 uh, on this, sorry, December 30th, Mercury is going to start retrograde. You don't sign any documents, try not to start any big projects. Just be more aware of your communication, um, what you're writing, what you're saying, what you're posting, what you're retweeting. If you still tweet, you know, these days after Twitter was uh, uh, abducted. So just pay attention. And also the moon is on top of Chiron. There is a tendency to be injured much faster, especially emotionally. So don't take things too personally. The Saturday, December 31st, the last day of the year, we are continuing with the moon being in Aries. Now that I think about it, Sunday, um, and we were supposed to meet again, is going to be January 1st. Yeah, January 1st is the new year. I guess um, we'll still meet. Maybe we'll do it shorter because I think it will be 8 p.m. my time, not 9 p.m. because now I'm in Turkey. But yeah. Uh, we'll meet, but we'll do it probably shorter to celebrate the new year together. I told you, it's kind of funny. So many things are happening always when we meet here on Sunday. So uh, it's hard to catch up, you know, the, the, um, the Christmas and then we have uh, New Year. But the last day of uh, the, the 2022, the moon is in uh, Aries, the moon of uh, new beginnings. And we're going to have, uh, where is it? Yeah, Mercury is going to be going away from uh, Venus. And there's a lot of opposition. So the last day of the year is intense. Don't drink too much. Don't party too much if it's possible. You can welcome the year differently. So if we look at, yeah, what I wanted to say basically about the spiritual meaning of Hanukkah and Christmas, we mentioned it a little bit. We already started talking about it, that it is the, it's coming from the old tradition of the elders realizing that this period of time is super heavy. It's heavy in the Northern Hemisphere I'm talking about. It's heavy because there's hardly any light. There's nothing to hunt outside. It's snowing. If we didn't collect enough food, we're not going to make it. And we're starting the first day of the solstice on the 20th of uh, 21st of um, December. It's a time where uh, people do fall into seasonal affective disorder. They even found out that babies that are born during this time, now that I'm saying that all Capricorns are like that, they could be a little bit more prone to schizophrenia. That's one of the uh, 
a research that was done a few years ago. So it is a pretty intense, difficult uh, time and that we are scared. We're scared that we're not going to have enough food, uh, scared that um, we're going to be, you know, in the old days, you can even die from cold. And sadly enough, in a lot of places in Europe right now, it could be the same, that they have to experience no heating or no uh, food. So definitely it is a time that traditionally was very, very difficult. That's why they had to come up with new original ways to celebrate. The, the shopping therapy we have recently is something new. Basically, they jumped on the wagon, all, all the traders and the merchants, you know. But before that, it was more about exchange of gifts that were much more creative. That's why I really suggest, you know, time is money. Money is time. So instead of spending a lot of money on your Christmas gift, maybe spend more time, uh, time to create uh, those gifts. So I think it would be much better if we can focus on creating uh, our Christmas gifts or our Hanukkah gifts or our Yule gifts instead of necessarily purchasing them. You know, now, I'm not trying to destroy the economy, but still, I think that there's much more uh, power in creation than necessarily just going someplace and buying gifts. But the idea is to bring home uh, a piece of nature, a green, uh, a green um, representative of the forest, and load it with gifts because this relates to the old concept that is found in Hinduism, it's found in Buddhism, it's found in Judaism, of course, the tree of life, the Bodhi tree, the Yggdrasil, you know, it's the tree of life. You're bringing in the tree of life and under the tree of life at its roots, you put the gifts that you want to give to people. But the idea is the gift of light. That's why even here in Istanbul, yet they're not a Christian country, the whole malls everywhere is full of light. They're praying, trying to bring light. Even in Israel, that's a Jewish uh, country, they're trying to bring light in this dark time. And the celebration of Hanukkah, Yule, is basically the 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 small that can or the, or the, the like it's David Goliath. It's like light is really tiny, but it can defeat darkness. And that's the concept behind uh, the Maccabim, a few that can defeat the many. So for that reason, we'll do our little um, lighting of a candle. I'm just going to randomly choose a color for you guys. Uh, blue, of course, the winter blues, the blue for you. And the shamash is going to be somewhere between orange and red. I guess it's uh, the, color of, um, the color of Taurus. So we have blues uh, from, from Sagittarius and Taurus. Now, the idea of the shamash, if you know from Rumi, I'm here... Uh, sitting in uh, Istanbul and of course Rumi worked in Konya not too far and by the way the 17 which was yesterday is the celebration of uh, Rumi it's his wedding date with God when he died we light the Shamash Shamash is in Hebrew coming from the same root as Shemesh Shemesh is a, a very old Babylonian god of the sun and then the Jews interpreted as the Shemesh the sun and uh, even Rumi talked about his ecstasy to Shamsh okay and that's coming from that idea of the servant in a sense the servant of god the sun being the servant of god and then you use the shamash every day to light another candle until you reach eight and eight is infinity like i told you spreading it into fire so one meditation that i like doing with um, uh, the candles is to look at the flame because everybody thinks that the flame is yellow because it kind of looked like yellow but it's not really yellow. There is a blue, uh, of course, in the flame, right? There is a blue there. There is a, a blue. I'm not going to burn the computer. That would be a terrible uh, um, idea. 
And when you light a candle uh, for uh, Hanukkah or for uh, Shabbat or for your birthday or just because you're into calendars, uh, into um, uh, candles, try to, when you meditate, to stare without blinking at the blue part of the flame. Because you can see that there is like this red part, there's the blue part, and there's the yellow part. I'm going to put this here so I don't uh, burn someone. Someone. There's nobody here besides me. So... I think it's kind of, um, I'm the only one in danger of burning. But if you look at the flame and you meditate on it, you will actually be able to see the three primary colors, right? The yellow, the red, the blue. And the idea also is that you will able to see the three signs that are fire signs. You have the yellow for um, Leo, you have the red for Aries and you have the blue for Sagittarius. So since we are doing now a celebration of Sagittarius and we're trying to overcome the winter blues, it would be great if you can meditate a little bit more staring at the blue part of the candle and note without blinking. And you'll see that suddenly things start shifting because a little bit, after, if you do it for a while without blinking, some of your neurons are gonna get tired and they're gonna shoot something different, whatever it is that you need to see in the flame. So that's something I would really recommend for you guys. If you light your Hanukkah candles today, that's a great activity to do that. Uh, or if it's too late, tomorrow, that would also work. Now, the celebration of Christmas as, a as the birth date of um, Christ is, of course, superficial, not superficial, but artificial, sorry, because we suspect that he was an Aries. To be precise, he was probably born the 17th of April. That's what in esoteric tradition in, in uh, uh, people that follow astrology and look into these kind of things, most of us agree that he was an Aries. Uh, if you think about the stories from uh, the four um, Gospels that actually talk about the story of Christ, you see that they, sometimes, they say that there were a lot of um, shepherds coming in the night uh, to visit Maria with Christ. Uh, that doesn't happen in Bethlehem in the winter. It's impossible. They were not actually walking around with the sheep around that time. It's kind of cold. Even in Israel, it's cold around December. But the idea is that they had to bring him there in order to overcome the persistent celebration of the pagan that included Yule and other celebration for the gods that were born at that time. So basically, they brought him into the club. Even though Jews are not allowed into clubs up until, I think, the 70s or 80s, even in America, they brought him in the 4th century. It took the Jews, you know, the Christian three, three centuries to bring the Jew into the club of the gods and the goddesses, and eventually he was welcomed into Christmas. In fact, only in the 354 is the first time we hear about the association of December 25 with uh, the birth of Christ. And the, again, the reason why they did it is because that was the way to spread among the pagan in the empire, the Roman Empire, the belief in uh, Christ. The idea is that it, it works perfectly for us because it is a great time to celebrate your connection to your higher self. We need to celebrate something in solstice. It doesn't matter if you choose Hanukkah, Yule, you choose other form of celebration. In fact, in the Roman Empire in the third century, there was the celebration of a soul invictus, uh, the unconquered soul, uh, unconquered sun, and it was celebrated on the 25th of December. So we suspect that, that Christmas was placed on that uh, celebration. It's also interesting because if you think about the celebration of Hanukkah, uh, commemorating the uh, revolt against the Syrian Greek-Syrian Greek -Syrian, um, Antiochus IV, 
in the old way, I mean, when I studied in school, they always told us that, uh, you know, the, there was uh, a, a decree that you cannot celebrate um, Jewish holidays anymore in the, in the old in Second Temple, and that they put a, a statue of Zeus there and forced everybody to eat pigs and so forth and, and, and sacrifice pigs. And there was a revolt. And then for 100 years, Israel was kind of, Judea was kind of independent. But now, when we actually look more and more into resources and sources from that time, there seems to be a different story. Nowadays, what the new scholarship is about is that there are actually not so much a war between the Greek, the Syrian, and the, the Jews, more about the Jews with the Jews, which totally makes much more sense, especially if you look at what's happening now in Israel. And what happened probably is that there were very much the traditionalist Jews, that were fighting with the Jews that were more accepting to the Greek Hellenistic influences. So there was a clash of civilization, it says, and eventually uh, the traditionalist won, and they forced everybody to go back to the old ways. It's almost like um, retro. Even though the Hashmonaim, which actually became the kings after uh, the revolt, uh, in a few uh, decades turned into the Greek tradition anyway. So it was kind of like... Uh, much to do about nothing and a lot of death and a lot of killing. The thing is that it's eerily similar to what's happening right now in Israel, which the same traditionalists just won uh, the election there and are changing literally the democracy in Israel. So it's really interesting right now in Hanukkah and it's kind of sad that people don't see the connection. It's happening again. And of course, you can blame a, an external force coming to Judea to conquer it. But usually, even when the Roman came, it wasn't so much the Roman that destroyed the second uh, temple. It was more uh, friction among the Jews. So the idea behind Hanukkah is that it's commemorating a miracle because they went when they wanted to re-commemorate the uh, or inaugurate again the temple in Jerusalem. They didn't have enough oil. You know, they had a problem with oil even there. So, you know, it's not new that uh, there's problem with gas and oil and energy. So they didn't have something to light the menorah. And then they found one little jar that could, that even though it had only one oil for one day, it lasted for eight days. So that's the reason why we celebrate uh, Hanukkah. But again, the idea behind it is that people in the past, whether they're in Judea, whether they're in uh, uh, UK, whether or England, whether they were anywhere in the world, they will come up with new creative myths to help us conquer darkness, the darkness inside of us, the darkness outside of us, with some celebration, a ritual of light. And that's why I really recommend, even if you're not a believer, ag agnostic, if you don't have anything to do with Judaism, Today is not a bad time, all the way up until December 20th, to do something in your life that represents the bringing forth of light. So, I hope that makes a little bit sense for you guys. Um, and thinking of something you want to get... Ah, yeah, because we did it in... Um, uh, we did that celebration in... Uh, we did that little ritual in Bulgaria, which is kind of interesting. What you could do that um, meditation with the candle is to light the candle and when you light the candle to light it with something that you want to work on in your life or something you want to bring light into uh, and, and think in what way you can be inspired by your higher self to come up with really what you want and what you need instead of just what you want and might not need. So you, you, you turn the, you, you, you light up your candle 
with the intention of bringing something into my life, lighting something for my new year. So that's when you light the candle. Then you let it be there for a while without burning yourself and not wait too long. And then you think, okay, what do I want to cut out of my life? What do I want to get rid of in my life? And then you blow the candle and you imagine how that is taken out of your life. You know, you're, you're extinguishing it out of your life. That flame of negativity is gone away. Then I would recommend breaking the candle. And according to Santeria, you throw it in your back and you don't look back. That's one of the rules. Of course, don't do it in a, you know, a crowded place or a place where you um, might hear somebody screaming at you because you hit them. So you light the candle with something you want to bring into your life. You stare at the candle, especially the blue part of it, which is Sagittarius, the uh, miracle working uh, sign, the sign that is ruled by Jupiter that is going to move into uh, Aries, which is uh, the igniting energy, the fire. And then you turn it off, you, you extinguish it, break it into presenting what you're not bringing into the next year and you throwing back. Thanks for reminding me. Today was a hectic day. Sorry, I had a lot of readings and it's nine o'clock. No, it's almost 10 o'clock. So not excuses, but apology. So I wish you an amazing two weeks and I hope you have a beautiful first candle of Hanukkah. Amazing Christmas. Uh, all of you, thanks a lot for bearing with me and sorry that the sound is not as good and the camera is not as good, but it's not my fault. It's totally Mercury's issues. You can uh, complain officially to him, and, but I'm sure that the complaints are not going to reach him because Mercury is retrograde very soon and he couldn't care less. So happy solstice, Hanukkah, Christmas, Merry Christmas. Here we do say Merry Christmas. There's no problem with saying Merry Christmas. There's no war about Christmas and so forth. And um, hope to see you in person. I'm going to be in Tel Aviv uh, next week and then I'm going to be in London, in Paris. If you know people that are interested in my classes or readings, they're going to be on my website, CosmicNavigator.com and they are on uh, the Instagram link. And I'm sorry for all of you that get some of these crazy messages from people who want to be me. I have no idea why people would want to fake my identity. It is so difficult to be me. You should just tell them. There is no need for you to try to be Gal. It's very, very difficult uh, and it's not the best kind of thing that you should wish for yourself. So that's the only message you should retrieve. Definitely don't send them money. That's kind of ridiculous anyway. So have an amazing year. Thanks a lot and I'll see you in 2023.